Welcome to the Leaning Park Cast, a show where a couple of visual storytellers get together to take on various topics that tend to cross one's path when you go on this endeavor of communicating with images. We think hard about this stuff, so you will too. My name is Jersey Drozd. I'm a cartoonist and teaching artist, and the other host is named... Oh, hey, I'm Rob Stenzinger. I'm a user experience designer. I'm an interactive maker, and I teach and coach about that stuff as well. Good to see you, Rob. Um, season's greetings. Is that is that an inclusive way to express it? I, I, I've been wrestling with this one. Um, all language is a trick and a trap, and <laughs> you have... You have brought joy to one community and a big pile of hate to another one. So ah, darn it! Either way, just just uh, keep whistling. Yes, this is the time where, where a lot of people celebrate and spend time with their families, and um, mm -hmm. regardless of your reasons. Uh, so, what we thought we would do this week? Well, we were kicking on this idea of instead of doing a full, like fully structured episode, we would be playful and celebratory by doing this, exploring the format that we do every month for our Patreon listeners or Patreon subscribers. And that's the thing that we call the extra lean. We talk about extra lean every week in the show, in our ad spot. You know, when you sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash lean into art, you'll get access to the extra leans. The shows we record only for people who support us on Patreon. Every once in a while, we describe what the format is for extra lean, but we haven't done that in a while. So I wonder, like, in your words, all, knowing that all language is a trap, Rob, <laughs> how, would you, how would you frame up and describe what we tend to do with Extra Lean? Uh, well, we tend to um, wing it, I think they call that. Um, it's, it's off the cuff. It's improvised. It's whatever is on the top of our minds. And well, it turns out we have a pretty intentional way of unpacking topics. So it ends up not feeling totally dissimilar to the regular show, um, our main show, Lean Into Art. But um, Extra Lean is just a little bit less, uh, less formal and um, a, a little bit who knows what comes of it other than some you know, thoughtful conversation. Um, it's not like it's like every time we do an extra lean, um, there's a, oh, like a learning module that could come out of it where I think some of the, sometimes the main show at the very least, at least in rough draft form, like we're digging into topics in a, in a very intentional way to, uh, in a, with a structure to it, that's often fairly repeatable and, and yields something that, uh, is, um, probably useful for learning. Right. Yeah. Where it, extra lean is not as much that. I, I literally just yesterday got a message from a leaner who was trying to remember which episode we were talking about uh, mini comic structure and where <laughs> I proposed this idea of like uh, mini comic odds and evens where like even numbers you do this, odd numbers you do that. Like odd numbers are plot pages, even numbers are uh, character driven pages. They couldn't remember which episode it was, but they wanted to use it as reference for a project they were working on, right? And so I found the episode for him. I said, I think you're talking about this one. Uh, Extra Lean doesn't have that explicit intention of creating something that is like, like you, I, I think your description of it, like as a potential draft of a learning module is very accurate in how we've approached the main show. Um, but Extra Lean, yeah, th this is us. I think another bit of language we've used in the past is like, it's us just working out. You know, it's us like sort of mm -hmm. like mentally exercising and using whatever is top of mind 
to exercise. Uh, often, only one of us really knows what we're really going to talk about that day. And even then, we can walk in with the intention and we don't go there at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. You open that, open a door and then take a, take a left turn. And, or two people open two doors and who knows, right? So, uh, because sometimes you'll, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, I'll, I'll know. We, we know when we're going to do an extra lean. So it's like, maybe you have something in the back of your head or, or top of mind where it's like, ah, you know, I've been really thinking about, um, uh, I don't know, consistent, you know, publication timeline stuff. And it's, it's really stuck in my craw. I, it, this is perfect. We'll, I'll just bring it up and we'll talk about an extra lean. And then you talk about baseball or who knows. Right. Right. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it, I, I don't, I know in multiple episodes there you've shown up and you just asked me how I was in a very specific way. Like you use some <laughs> kind of language and then I start doing my intellectual tumbling down the stairs. And then I, the next minute I know it's been 18 minutes and we haven't really like, we, we've talked about interesting stuff, but not what you mm -hmm. intended on us getting to that said, let's get to it. And one of the things that inspired this conversation was uh, a little bit of a, a pre-talk that we had before we turned on the recording about some mm. experimenting that you were doing for Art Sound Off this year. Yeah, I, I, had, a, I had a pretty big assumption with, well, I, I always have assumptions, um, but some of them are more cavalier than others, are a little bit like, hey, I bet I can learn manga studio and make a 24 pages of a comics for instance, right? That one gets brought up. Um, it's uh, I thought, you know what? I've been preparing with OBS now for months and months and been practicing with um, some ideas for streaming. I've been um, journaling, journaling, journaling a lot about a particular topic that I really think would be perfect for a focal, you know, area to explore um, user experience as a mindset. All right, I'm going to make uh, at least a handful of videos. I tried to go easy on myself. I thought, oh, I bet I could at least do five. And if I commit publicly to just doing five, right, I'll clear that hurdle. Like in my head, so out, out of my mouth, I'm like five. And in my head, I'm like 20. And, <laughs> and, and I'm like, ha ha, they don't know that I have this unreasonable goal inside my mind. I just said the what I thought was more reasonable and it still wasn't reasonable. Uh, so it turned out to be one <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's um, yeah, I hit a wall. What, okay, what does that mean when yeah. you hit a wall? Okay. Um, well, so first, when first, one I'm, does... I'm sorry, Rob, I, yeah. let's back up and like, let's describe precisely what you're talking about. You're talking about like, so for those who didn't listen to the art sound off challenge mm -hmm. this year, um, you, you did a lot of really thoughtful and carefully constructed and obviously well-practiced thinking on UX mindset. There was a lot of passion. I, really? The, oh, yeah. There was, wow. a lot of, there was a lot of passion behind it. And it's clear that this is a topic you have been engaged with for a long time. So you showed up to all of those essays. And I think you, you, you delivered a lot of really carefully constructed and practice thinking and well what were you going to do with that uh, with obs like where does obs come into that well um so doing that thinking in a podcast form 
it's um it's something i've done it's a challenge i'm very familiar with it's um so art sound off is a creative challenge so it's like i wanted like how do i add or put a different dimension on this where the audio essay is super comfortable familiar territory for me so what do i um so what if i went with video and by going with video i could do um i mean I have years and years and years of talking about this stuff in the presence of other people, working on teams, doing drawings while I'm talking, at, you know, on um, on surfaces like you know pieces of paper in front of me or um, dry erase boards or who knows, right? Like like some amount of performing and drawing is I'm comfortable with, so I think I could do this visually. But those situations, I mean, it's it's different when. When you're doing visual facilitation and you're uh, it's it's not about a solo performance it's inherently infused by this collective consciousness and participation of others and when you're representing them and their ideas and visualizing it combining them so there's all kinds of work that you're not doing when you're in in that kind of room right and now when you say oh i'm going to do all that in this video performance it's possible but it's, you know, like I started, I've, I, I had did a lot of throwaway work where I thought, all right, let me try to, you know, I, I'd have a topic like you're really, you said a bunch of nice stuff about what things I, I've, I've thought about and I'm ready to, to talk about for sure. But am I ready to talk about them and draw about them and, you know, try to do something interesting in video because I don't want to just do, um, you know, something that, that isn't, uh, engaging and and uh uh somehow succeeding both as a visual expression and as as um as the ideas are being shared and you know verbally too i want this these short ideally videos to to do this um a lot of work so i had all these expectations so all of a sudden i'd be recording and then surprise 20 30 40 minutes go by and i'm like that's way longer than i intended yeah. this is this is Nope, this is cutting room floor. Uh, you know, yeah. session over, walk yeah. away. And you know, so yeah, I, I mean, I had all all kinds of different barriers. That's what I meant by you know hitting a wall with the video. It's not I didn't want to try to perform. It's not that I didn't have anything to say. It's just that how it would come out wasn't working in the way I wanted it to work. Yeah, for those yeah. You know immediately what I'm thinking of is because like when I, I was thinking about like, well, I had a pretty easy time of this switching to online teaching and, and, and I was super dubious about it. I was like, can I have the rich experiences that I have in my classrooms, but over zoom really come on. Uh, but because I have 13 years of practice of like distilling down core concepts into a visual, like I work with the whiteboard. I'm like shape, size, line, and color. We're going to do 20 minutes on shape, size, line, and color. And it could be super interactive where I'm having a lot of Q&A with the students, letting, giving them space to react to the things that we're talking about and question the ideas that I'm putting in front of them. Or if I'm dealing with a very uh, new crowd that is unfamiliar with me or maybe it's teenagers who don't want to talk at first because they don't trust me yet, um, it could be very much performative where it's like I'm just going to talk through the ideas and we'll get back to your reactions to them when you feel more comfortable expressing yourself. So... I had something that was boxed into a 10 minute to 20 minute thing. So when instructor or rather organizations I worked with were like, can you do a little lesson 
it's like 20 minutes long. You bet. Here you go. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, and it felt very natural, but that was super practice. That was like refined. That was pre-prepared and practiced. Yes. yes. That's different. That's exactly I've right. I've got workshop. I have a, I've, I've, I have a pile of workshops I could dig into and, yeah. and that's pre-prepared. So your, your ideas are organized and chunked to, um, have some kind of performance that yeah. is efficient and, and the, you, you know what you're going to convey where if you're in a, if, so you're more in a mode of performance uh, in that situation and less in a mode of, um, well, generation and discovery. Yeah. And yeah. And when you're in generation and discovery, you can do that in a room with people, right? Like, and the interface is also largely invisible because you got whiteboard marker. Let's go. Or paper in front of us and pencils. Let's go. But when you're also mm -hmm. trying to do that generation, while you're trying to figure out simultaneously switching between scenes, what's interesting to look at, where should I go in next? And, Let's keep this snappy. So you're not listening to me. You're not watching me draft out four different versions of the visualization of that idea. Right. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I could see why you'd hit a wall on that. But I mean, like what I, what I wrote down while you're talking, I think is really interesting is that you had sort of three levels of um, experience and expectation that you're putting in front of yourself. Right. It's like, okay, I've practiced OBS. I have, some degree of fluency with it. I would say, uh, you know, medium level of practice. And then you've got the content, the essays and the journaling, tons of experience and practice talking about the idea, right? That's like very low risk using that as your, as your content. And then you set yourself a really low benchmark. Okay, let's do five. In your head, you're saying 20, but like you're saying five. So like, it sounds <laughs> like you did like a lot of really good balancing of dependencies, Right. Like, it's like, okay, well, I know I can run OBS fairly well. That's like medium risk, super low risk on the content. I could talk a mean streak about this and I'll set myself a really low expectation. So I know I can at least ship something that all sounds like you thought through that very carefully. Right. Well, I even recorded myself using my own worksheet from one of my workshops <laughs> to, to, to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Where, um, yeah, customizing your next creative challenge. I it's that's a workshop I have uh, on my website and on Skillshare, and it's it comes with a workbook. And I was like, "This is perfect. I I need to figure out what I want to get out of this and how do I want it to feel." So that helped me, you know, to to dial in those those. <laughs> those characteristics of this right, is, what sounds this, reasonable. This is getting into like an inception point because like you, you were basically customizing a creative challenge by using customized, customizing your own creative challenge workshop that you developed. Um, <laughs> now, but uh, let's, let, let's go deeper into the inception on that because I think this is interesting too, is that, so it's funny that you use that as an example, but based on that workshop, part of, I think the premise of customizing your creative challenge is to, um, use a creative challenge as a sort of laboratory or a place to put a hypothesis as to like what you want to learn, what, what you want to grow or what kind of products you want to generate through engaging with a creative challenge. So what did you learn? What's your takeaway having made contact with customizing the creative challenge of art sound off through trying to do a video? What would you do with the next iteration if you tried to do it again? Or would you, or would you, was it like, Nope, that was, you know, I'm going to try something totally different next time. Well, I, I think I conflation, right. Is, is a thing. So I, 
I realized that I conflated two different kinds of video performance and like doing something off the cuff where it is, um, it, it's task focused. I'm talking about a thing while I'm doing a thing that, that is not what I wanted to make. I wanted to make mini workshops during this creative challenge and to make a workshop takes the like more, a little more development. It doesn't have to be like overwrought. It doesn't have to, you know, be, um, uh, edited to, um, like an extreme degree, but it needs to be set up to succeed when you go to perform it. When you go to perform it, you need to know what you're going to perform in, 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 in what order and have some rough idea what modes you're going to be in, what sort of, uh, camera angles, props, uh, uh, mechanisms and methods you're going to use to convey this, these ideas. And that's roughly like at least some kind of sketched sequence, like super basic storyboard to be like, Oh, this section, that section. Cause, and then these are things I've done to create video workshops. But to me, I thought, well, creative challenge mode, I could throw that out. Uh, uh-uh, I don't have to do that. Yeah. I, I was thinking that somehow I could achieve the, like even a rough draft of those similar results with um, a live performance being the, 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 um, the driver of it to still land on something similar and, and not, not that it's not possible, but it's not, I don't think I was ready to do that in a concise way. So sure. I could perform for 40 minutes and then what if I chose to maybe edit that down to a lot less minutes, but it, that's not what I was really hoping to, to do. do. Do you mind if I step in as teacher Jersey for a second? Like, I mean, teacher Jersey as in the, in my profession as a teaching artist in the way I would like guide my students, um, which is like a little bit presumptuous. <laughs> what would you do if I said no? Okay, then I would say okay. Then I'll then I'll leave him at the door. He's, he's... of course not. <laughs> of course, go ahead. Yes, yeah. Um, what's, so, what do you, what do you have here? Well, what I'm hearing in there too is that I wonder. I, what I'm imagining is my student who's sitting down with a lot of big feelings about this big project that they have, where they have all these ideas for these stories, all the different ways, all the things interconnect and interlock and build on one each other and depend on one each other in their story. Like the fact that this orc is here has to do with these three wizards over here that are in this other country and this pact that they made with these halflings over here and so on. And like they see all the connection. And then I would come in as a teacher jersey and say like, okay, but to get our readers to the point where they understand all that interconnection, can we just focus on the orc? Can we just show me what an orc's day looks like? Can you show me what the orc's morning looks like? What do they smell? What do they see? How do they feel about it? Give me that. And then we can get to all those wizards. So now, like, that is my metaphor. What I'm hearing you talk about, too, is, like, I wonder if, when you talk about making mini workshops, I want, how do you react to the thought that perhaps the, the interconnectedness was, like, leading you astray instead of, like, saying, like, I want to hmm. pick this word, and I just want to talk about this word for 10 minutes. And it sounds reductive until you do it. Uh, it's not the content. Like I could do that in audio easily and okay. I could do th that in a boring video easily. Um, but <laughs> I wanted to also, so it's, it's a little bit of saying, I want that orc to be, um, 
of of a certain production quality that I I didn't put in the time okay. to to make that a likely outcome. Okay. So yeah, the focus I, I agree. That's part of the exploration is is um is to get out of the journal stage of thinking about these things and to get into a, a stage of you know communicating with more clarity and yeah. and including others in this uh, exploration because there's more to do. Like I, I one of my outcomes from that is is like oh I actually think I have a a book in this this topic um, of uh, user experiences and mindset and I didn't have that for sure on my mind when I when I started. Um, so there's plenty of specificity along the way along because it's, it's like picking up um, and, and, and w- being willing to write a short story about any darn thing in that connected web of so many connected things saying like, okay, let's talk about the halfling, you know, ha- halfling uh, Francis, and then go from there and then say, Oh, um, uh, wizard Jolene or whatever. Let, let's talk about them. And here's a short story. So like, that's how, um, when I went to audio journal, it, it went fine yeah. because yeah, happy to pick anything in there and get specific, which, I mean, that's a good, um, I think, uh, what, what led you to, um, cause I mean, that is insightful. And a lot of times having an ambition of, of having so many internet interconnected things, um, can really be a trap as a story. Um, so, uh, constraint. Yeah. So what specifically but, is your, um, is your question? Yeah. You, you looked questioning for a moment there. <laughs> well, the, it's, it's, um, I guess, what if your student didn't have the, wasn't stuck about the story, but they were stuck about, um, how they, their production, um, mm-hmm. values, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is sure. I'll, start talking about this one particular character. But, oh yeah. Yeah. So, and then we're like, talking I, about my wish for that is it's, I really want it to be a nice work. Right. Yeah. I, and, and at the risk of again, sounding reductive is that I, I would ask them, okay, what are the things you need to show and what are the things you need to tell? So what mm-hmm. are the things that you, you can describe in language and what things would make better visuals and like break that down into two bullet pointed lists. And then the, the mm-hmm. structure will reveal itself through the making of those two lists, right? The, the structure mm-hmm. and the, the flow of information will present itself when you examine those two criteria, right? Um, that's really, that's a, yeah, that's a great mechanism. And it's, it's uh, that's similar to what I do when I actually develop a, a workshop. Um, it, it's, it just fits that production flow very naturally, but it's a lot, it, it's a bigger investment in time stuff i wanted to skip that and be like i would i would bet though i I bet though rob that like with like if another year of doing this Mm -hmm. and you would be able to do it like an improvisational way right because i think you would by the necessity of making all the workshop modules you would amass Mm -hmm. an enormous amount of assets that you would be able to just like have as sources loaded up at obs that you could just fire off at any given time while you're talking about different ideas, right? Like as soon as the connection occurs to you, I'm like, oh, boom, pull up that source. And now you got the visual element that you can use for that, right? Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. So like with uh, just continue the development and the development will, um, it's it's becomes its own set of tools to continue to perform that topic in new ways. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah. And I've seen you do that. Like this is, yeah, for sure. I think that's a really useful model, but that's the thing is, is, is if you want to just jump into it, um, uh, yeah, it's, it takes development. It takes, it takes a bit of work to get there. Um, so that's reasonable. So when typically when we do extra leads, we find mm -hmm. a point where like somebody comes up with some kind of like statement that rounds off the idea that's where we would have typically stopped it it's like right when rob said that it takes development and the title of the episode called it takes development because like that's where we mm -hmm. landed after the exploration of the idea of like rob hit a wall that's the first chapter of our story we dig through all the ideas and then we get to the part when rob says it takes development so that's extra lean everybody uh and that's mm -hmm. that's why this project is is so fun for me to do is Walking in with a sense of trust that we're going to do it, but then at the same time, getting that butterfly in the stomach feeling like, are we going to do it? <laughs> and then sticking the landing to, for the most part, I wouldn't say we've done it like perfectly every time, but like for the most part, we stick the landing and we're like, yeah, we did it. Well, it's, I mean, there's a repeatable pattern there. So if you work with someone who like, you're each trying to communicate in a way to make sure that you understand each other Yeah. on one of those. Um, so it's almost a, a, a um, it's an inter interrogative uh, constructive call and response kind of thing Yeah. that all of a sudden, like one of those uh, observations or questions will be like, and that sums up what we just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, to explain the magic trick. Yeah, well, yeah, and I, I, I dig that because I one of the things that I hope that we model is, you know, carefully listening to one another and when one doesn't understand, follow up with a question to make sure that you understand because uh, we genuinely want to know one another, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, I think that that's a practice that we can apply a little bit more thoughtfully in other parts of our lives. Um, you don't have to agree to know you know, um, so there's, there's a thought too. Um, but, but anyway, uh, here we are at the end of the year. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to like steer us off to say like, let's wrap this up. Yep. Let's, and, yeah, let's wrap it up. And, uh, and are we going to mention, uh, things we make? Yes, please. Let's, like let's, right. let's mention things we make and let's thank the people who support us and thank everybody mm -hmm. who's been uh, following along with us. But what, what do you make Rob? Well, I mean, really briefly, um, I, We've mentioned some online workshops that um, uh, that I have available. Um, if you go to robstenzinger.com and uh, if you go to um, just go to robstenzinger.com, you will find uh, a, a link store right at the top and that will bring you to my store page or you just go to robstenzinger.com slash store.html. You'll see the workshops that I offer. You'll see other coaching services and stuff I offer too. Um, two really... Um, two workshops that, that exemplify a lot of the kind of things that I, that I teach and share that I think are incredibly useful. Uh, well, through user experience and getting, getting, um, getting a handle on that and getting a practice. Um, you can practice drawing user journey maps. That's um, a really helpful thing to design and gather ideas and include others when you collaborate and you just find out how the flow of experience over time for someone in your audience and all the different voices that, that feed into it. How do you include them and how do you find like how things can go better for a project? It's a really neat, useful tool. So I've got a workshop on that. 
Um, but then also there's, of course, customizing your next creative challenge. Go to, um, um, you know, let's see, that one is all about this exercise of what do you want to accomplish? How do you want it to feel? Um, what creative challenge is a good fit for your interests? And it's really, you know, unpacking you to, you could design your own creative challenge end to end with this workshop. So that's what that's all about, customizing your next creative challenge. And, um, you know, maybe you want to do product development, maybe you want to do uh, skill development, either way, or a combo, this will help you dial that in. And um, you can get to both through my website, robstenzinger.com slash store.html. Both are available on Skillshare and both are available on Gumroad. And just for another couple of days are on a big sale. If you use at the checkout on the Gumroad store, Rob said 80, 80% discount. This is going away after a couple of days. I am not doing a huge sale like that. Probably not planning on it ever again. <laughs> so <laughs> you, if you want that discount, go to my Gumroad store and use the offer code Rob said 80. Do you still have the calculation discount? Rob said 80 is the discount code, but do you, do you still have the calculation of what that breaks down to? Like when you actually get like customizing your next creative challenge? I mean, it's basically, you know, um, a handful of dollars as opposed to $20, right? I mean, it's, it's so incredibly huge. If I may put a little bit of extra context on that customizing your next creative challenge workshop, I was thinking about this, like when I like first took up running in my twenties, and I did not go to a library. I did not res uh, go to a book. I just started going outside and running and I really didn't know what I was doing. And I was like, well, I just know that this is, everybody says it's good for you, so I'm gonna do it. But I didn't have a plan. And I remember thinking very recently, like, like when I got back into it into my like 40s, I, I did the couch to 5K thing, right? And that gave me structure. That gave me a questioning and in a, in a, a, a way to, it gave me a framework to engage with it in a thoughtful way that made it made the gains more apparent to me. And so that when I got to like week six, week seven, suddenly I was like, okay, now I'm building up capacity and I'm seeing it happen, right? Rather than doing it hodgepodge piecemeal. Mm -hmm. Creative challenges are kind of, I think of like when you think about Inktober and things like that, I think of it like, it's like how I thought about running when I was 20, where it's like, you just go do it. You just draw an ink because that's good for you. That's what, you know, people say it's good to like reconnect with drawing with ink. Um, customize your next creative challenge as a workshop is sort of like giving you a couch to 5k, like it's giving you a framework to thoughtfully engage with it so that you're actually understanding going in what you actually want out of it outside of the general blanket assumption of just drawing with ink is good. That may be enough of a motivation for you. If you've engaged with our project for any amount of time, you know that for us, it's not enough. We, we need to have like a little bit more um, thoughtful investigation as to like, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Um, and I've never regretted it's, doing that. That's really interesting. And I appreciate that observa observation. And it's really good framing too. Like this is, um, yeah, I was uh, really, in a way we've talked, we talked so much about it. I guess I was just flying through the description of it, but to find your own, like you can jump into a creative challenge out of being just tempted and inspired mm -hmm. and then just be super unsatisfied with your experience. Mm -hmm. And this is about taking control of the experience of what do you, and, and finding what do you want to get out of it? Where are you at and what's reasonable? So one of the things that you, we do is, is to tune in to like, well, what do you think is fun? Do you like, like hard fun? Do you like easy fun? And so thinking about games and as, as, a, as a mechanism to get a sense for what kind of fun do you like? Um, are you a kind of a Mario Kart player? Are you kind of a, um, 
you know, uh, click and in, in, do a hidden through time exploration, uh, really mellow kind of thing? Or are you like a Demon Souls player? Interesting to tune into and, yeah. and shape because you may find that that the challenge, you may jump into it and also be dissatisfied because it's too easy. Everyone's like, just like, well, I can just draw anything I want and ink. Mm-hmm. And then just not have, find the traction. So like, how do you make this repeatable and, and serviceable and important and worthwhile and nourishing for you? Yeah. I, I think that's great. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that limitations breed creativity and jumping into something without any kind of structure seldom works for me. Um, mm. So, um, and, and, and I've, I've formed, I formed my own habits of building my own structures to help make it more fruitful for me. And, and this was recently pointed out to me by a friend, like, well, yeah, you, you do this all the time with everything you do. You build, you build limitations around everything you do in order to give yourself structure. And like, they were, they were sort of like laying it out as like, maybe that's like an ADHD tendency. And I'm like, I never thought about that before. It could be. Um, but yeah, if you just tell me I can do whatever I want, I'm just like, oh, pff, I'm paralyzed now. So like, I, I like guidance. I like structure. And so if you... And, and also, I just like to know, this is something that as a child, it really bothered me, like when teachers couldn't tell me why I needed to know this, what's in it for me, right? So maybe there's like a little bit of like enlightened self-interest in there too. It's like, what? okay, I'm learning geometry. What's in it for me? And when my geometry teacher said, well, if you understand this, you're probably going to get better at drawing geometrical figures, which means you're going to be a better comic book artist. I'm like, I'm in. And I got A plus in that class. I mean, like that was my math teacher who called my parents, like he's fantastic. My algebra teacher couldn't make that case. I, I literally flunked algebra two. I flunked it. And that was the teacher who said to the girl I was dating in high school, stay away from that one. He's bad news. He's going to be a criminal someday, you know? Uh, so it's like, it's like, just tell me what's in it for me My and I'll show gosh. up. Yeah. Yeah. Very different experiences. Uh, <laughs> very different. Wow. Um, I'm going to mine this entire ad spot for the future marketing of, of where I go with that. Oh, good. Yes. So I, so, I just, that's yeah. all to say, Thank customize you. your create your next creative challenge. Go get it. It's a couple of dollars. And you know, it's like, this is a gift giving season. You get it for a friend too. Um, it's like, if you, so in either any of my workshops, you think, well, is, who's working on, you know, setting their goals, who's working on, um, who's doing some design about the, anything. So you pick either UX or general creative art kind of stuff. I mean, there's really clear inexpensive gifts that that are digital downloadable easy to share um and there's no cheaper way you'll get them (laughs) um that sale is wrapping up soon (laughs) so the thing that i make that i hope you'll check out and let's see if i can pull it up all right it's right there uh it's the four million years later podcast (laughs) which is a free thing you can download and listen to today the reason i'm bringing this up is um episode 48.5 just dropped and uh, it's called We Wish You an Autobot Mess. Now, I'm going to spoil it and say, if you ever wanted to hear me commit to a joke for a full hour, this is it. Because there is no trans- Christmas episode of the Transformers. It doesn't exist. So my co-host, Hoover, and I, we, we do this show where we watch an episode of the Transformers every week and then talk about what we saw. We make up an episode. And I do my very best to play the Jersey who shows up every week and does a lot of thoughtful story analysis about this made up Christmas episode of the transformers. So, uh, you that can find... sounds completely awesome. <laughs> and I, I'm, I feel like all bah humbug because you, you spoiled it, but either way, it sounds amazing. Um, 
Yeah. Because yeah, I mean the the normal exploration. This is a fantastic podcast. It's one of the best. Like someone asks, like, what can I listen to? That's like that's calm and, and interesting and joyful and all that. And like four million years later is the the it hits. It's like podcast tone of the year kind of mm. you know it's it's the it wins that category it wins um and just as far as like learning about storytelling and, and thinking hard about story and um character plot it's a it's it's a great um it's a great uh, mellow but workout for your creativity and it's just a ton of fun hearing you and hoover talk and you made a you made up a, an episode of transformers so now <laughs> that's like <laughs> must listen to <laughs> yeah it put was, that in your feed everybody it was a Please. fun exercise and and like the, you talk about creative limitations whoever actually just gave me a whole bunch of screen caps that he modified with like christmas themes and said like okay here's some images we could use to promote it what would we build around it and i i like started texting him okay here's a whole bunch of ideas that occur to me he took it ran with it made a script and then then the next challenge became doing the performance because like the, the format of the show is like Hoover usually like watches the episode, writes a full script of what happened in the episode. And then he reads off of that. And then I just respond live in the recording of like what I'm reacting to emotionally and what I'm anticipating, what I wish they would have done more of, which what, which what I'm not liking. Like Krem Zeke was the episode before this and I got angry, you know, at all the things they did in that, like <laughs> in the name of comedy, which didn't land and all of the really just tone deaf and unfortunate stereotypes of culture that were in that episode. But so, uh, so first like co-writing this, this fake transformer script and then me reacting to it and like talking about it in a meta sense, knowing that like we wrote it together was a weird experience. <laughs> so like, I was trying to think of like, how could I politely or gently paradise myself? How could I do a parody of myself in a way where I'm not digging at myself, but more like, yes, this is the, the performance Jersey who shows up at trans uh, 4 million years later every week. So anyway, wow, this is like the, the, I've not seen this movie, but I get the pop culture reference, but this, so this is very inception themed as an episode of, yeah. of the show. So yeah. like you've got inception going on with the layers <laughs> of meta on your transformers podcast. Oh yeah. my gosh. So four million years later.com and spelled out right for yep. F O U R million years later. Okay. Yep. Um, and then the last place we hope you'll come visit us is in the lean into art discord. Uh, the invite link is in the show notes for this episode and every episode. And, uh, a lot of cool stuff gets shared there, both people sharing their work in progress and people sharing resources. And it's just a, a positive place where everybody's trying to help each other be, a, how, how does it go Rob? be as strong as possible together? Yeah, that's uh, that's my rough concept for what Dragon Ball Z is, why it, why it appeals to me. It's uh, let's help one another become as strong as possible. And I, I yeah. think that principle applies. I think so, too. I think so, too, in a very positive and, and very gentle way. Um, so, and then I want to thank everybody who supports us on Patreon. Uh, it means a lot to us that you believe in us and what we do. I know both of us feel that way. And... Thanks to everybody who's been posting reviews of the show, commenting, um, interacting with us between shows. And, uh, you know, thanks to everybody who downloads, listens, and watches every week. Um, we got another year coming up. We're going to dive into it again. And we're going to keep on 
exploring and iterating and evaluating and analyzing and thinking hard about the stuff we make, including this project called Lean Into Art. So, Sounds excellent, Jersey. And uh, happy holidays to you and to all of our listeners. And uh, until next time, I've been Jersey Drozd of LeanIntoArt.com and Jersey Drozd on Instagram. And I've been Rob Stenzinger, also of LeanIntoArt.com. And I'm Rob Stenzinger, places like Instagram as well. Okay, bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at LeanIntoArt.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at the user LeanIntoArt. And you can reach us via email at LeanIntoArt at gmail.com. And remember, leaners aren't wieners. Thanks for listening.